0: April and Tony and I are here again to um, bring you some Veronica questions and also the big part update for the week. Well, I had an episode this week with Guinness. Um, I couldn't get him up the other morning, about two days ago. I couldn't get him up and he was, you know, he was looking, he was like out of it. And so I spent the whole morning in my, you know, it was like a Tasmanian devil mode. to get him okay i had some healers work on him and i just kept taking him out taking him outside rubbing him down trying to get him back up and i finally got him back up and i asked veronica i said you got to help me out here i said i don't know what to do and i said is it his dementia is it his heart and she said no it's his eyes and what had happened was is that he has an eye injury and he's got a cataract over his one eye and the other the cataract starting on the other one. So he is kind of going blind a bit, but apparently it got worse. So I called two of my healer friends and they worked on him. And he slowly came around with their energy working on him and me just persistently, you know, engaging him. He went to sleep and he woke up this morning and, my God, it's a different dog. And one interesting thing that happened, um, my two healer friends, they said, well what we did is we went in and we asked to remove, you know, to loosen up the cataract so he could see. So this morning at 6 a.m., I'm taking Guinness the man's to go out. He wakes up and he wants to go out and go to the bathroom. So I took him outside and the sun is starting to come up and I'm looking at his eye and it looks funny. So I went over to it and there were brown splotches like his regular eye underneath. And there was like four little round circles where I could see his brown eye underneath this sort of white marble cataract that he's got going on in that eye. He can see better. He's not running into things. He's not um, unsteady on his feet. He's a little bit more deliberate this morning. And, He appears to be back up and running. He took his meds. He's eating his food. He's, you know, disciplining the cats and the other dogs. He's telling everybody off back to Guinea. (laughs) You know, Mr. Guinness is back in the building. The energy work obviously did something because this has been like a – that one eye has been like a marble, a white marble, for at least two years. Now, it's a cataract, and it can be removed surgically. Now, if he was younger and not 19 – I would take him in to have the cataract removed. But I took him to an eye specialist, and he said, you know, he's just way too old to put him under sedation. He won't make it, or it's a good likelihood he won't make it. So he's just going to have to live with that. And it's okay because he's with me constantly, and he doesn't run off by himself, so I kind of look out for him all the time. This is the first time I think he's seen so well in the past two years. And I can see his little dark brown eye, peering out at me from under the little holes in this cataract. I am blown away. So crises averted. Guinness came out of it better. Sometimes it's better that things happen. I mean, it was like tragic. I was freaking out. And today I'm calm, cool, and collected going, wow, thank you, universe. <laughs> thank you. And he's doing much better. And I just feel blessed. And hopeful that I'm gonna, you know, gotta to try to make it to Christmas. That's my new mantra. So Tony, how is the group over there? How are the kids? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. And
1: we're a little crazy right now. So let's go to the first question, okay? Well, good day to you. Good day to you, Veronica. The first question is from Heather. I'm curious why you suggest it reading the Michael books rather than the
0: Seth books? Oh, well, we didn't say one or the other. Um, Seth is a very intellectual, and some people are not attracted to it because it's so intellectual, you have to read it over and over, and if you're just reading to, for the pleasure of it or just to get some information, sometimes it's difficult to do. The Michael books are a bit of an easier read, And we're not promoting one over the other. We think they're both valid. But most of the time, the people are talking to us about interpersonal relationships. And the Michael books offer an easier way to have an understanding of how things work on the other side. The Seth books are complicated, and you have to read them slowly, and you have to really think about what they had to say. We recommend highly both of them. But the set books aren't for everybody, and the Michael books aren't for everybody. So to have a broader spectrum is a good thing.
1: Okay. Uh, next question comes from Don. When dogs bark at each other, they're saying anything, are they saying anything in particular, or are they making noise?
0: Oh, they talk. And... They don't use words. Dogs don't use words. They use tonal inflections and vibration when they speak. And when they bark back and forth to each other, it's also a process of thoughtfulness and the ability to read into the energy of the other dog. So they're not using words because they don't have a mouth that can formulate the sounds and the syllables that the human language. They have a very different mouth than a human does. So it's impossible for them to form words. Now, some dogs, we've heard some dogs do, you know, say some words, but it's very difficult for them. But they are talking all the time. They communicate, and a lot of it's non-verbally. But sometimes when things escalate, you know how it is you having a conversation with somebody and it escalates into a barking match. Um, Even humans do that a bit. Um, But they are talking but they're not using words because their mouth will not formulate the words.
1: Our next question is Trevor. Does everyone have a spirit guide?
0: Yes. Every single human, every energy that incarnates upon the planet will always have a guide, not assigned to them, but available to them. Now, sometimes A spirit guide will assign themselves to you and stay with you the whole time. There are some guides, though that come in and out. But every single living creature, and this includes, they have little guides that help them. So it is something that happens, and it is something that is for everybody. We would find it impossible as humans, we think, to go into a experience like linear reality and find out that, you do need a little guidance. You do need a little help. You do need that broader perspective. And every single one of you has a guide. You, it's almost impossible to come in and have a life without some sort of guidance going through it. It's a complicated environment, as you all know.
1: Okay, our next question
0: is from
1: Sarah. is everyone born
0: a sinner? Well, this sounds like a very religious statement. Um, No, not everyone is born a sinner. And sin is relevant only to those who believe in it. We think that mistakes are made in the reality, but nobody is born into the reality to make mistakes. They come into the reality to be successful. And to say that you're already coming in not being enough or not being able to create enough, is really an, sort of an insult to the energy coming in. You are not sinners. You make mistakes, you try to learn from them, and many times you have to apologize for some of your errors. But no one is born that way. You come in with an agenda, and sometimes you can get distracted from it. But to say you come in, everyone comes in as a sinner, is very, very fantastic. Okay,
1: Veronica, that was our last question. And if you'd like to take a break and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. And uh, don't be shy. Write into dot innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I N N E R Whispersradio dot com. Are you there, Veronica?
0: Yes, we are. So today is a good day to look around at all the things that you have and all the things you've created and become full of gratitude about what you were able to accomplish and what you're able to create. Nothing is too small. Nothing is so unimportant that it doesn't deserve a thankfulness from you. Being grateful by acknowledging what you have created is a very important thing. It helps you create more. Many times you can get into linear reality and get caught up in all the physical stuff and the dramas and the people and forget why you're there. You're here to make a creative moment. You're here to grow and evolve. And when you are successful, show some gratitude to yourself for being focused enough to be able to do it. There needs to be more thankfulness and gratefulness in the world. By bringing more to, to the reality consciously is a very important endeavor. So every day, take a look at what you've done. Take a look at what's been created or you experienced. Pick up the stuff that really feels good to your heart and give thanks for it. Stuff that you didn't do so well. Give yourself the encouragement and that thankful energy to be able to help you to go back into the reality the next day and prop up and fix the things that didn't go so well. You all have the ability to create your reality in a very positive way. If you get derailed go through it and find the things that are good and be thankful and grateful and then take that thankful energy with you when you go to create again. It's an easy process, but sometimes the linear reality can get all tied up with dramatics and silly things and you forget. So today, look at your life, look at the things around you and pat yourself on the back a little bit and say, look, I did that well. I'm I'm proud of myself. And that will help you to continue that process and that vein of thought and create more wonderful things. Decide you're going to do it. Give it a go. See what happens. We don't think you will be disappointed.
1: All right. Thank you, Veronica. That was a great message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, bye-bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.